Hey friend, welcome back to Arm to the Heart. Can't wait to chat with you today about a really important conversation about balance. So if you feel like you're drowning, just trying to keep up with everything, I see you, I hear you, and you are completely not alone. I am going to walk you through six different things that you can do to move out of this place of feeling like you're drowning. So if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed right now, if you're feeling like you are constantly running around, your life is chaos, you just feel exhausted, off balance, and also guilty for all of it, you're like, I'm working so hard to hold it all together, but I am just always feeling either stressed or anxious or overwhelmed or like I'm super spread thin. I see you, you are definitely not alone, and I've been there way, 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 way more times than I would like to even remember because it's just so painful to think about. And I know how painful it is to be in those places, and so I just want you to know you're not alone in that, and I'm just witnessing you in all of it. And I think it's so, so hard when we feel so pulled in so many directions, there's never enough time to get you know, everything done that needs to be done. You feel like your to-do list is just constantly hanging over your head. You're really struggling to be fully present at work or at home. And it's easy to feel like, you know, when we're in that place of we're, we're drowning or we're just trying to stay afloat, keep our head afloat, it was easy to feel like, okay, we're just doing everything, but none of it really well. And it can just feel so frustrating because we're like, I just want to feel somewhat balanced, but I feel like it's just impossible to find. You know, I've got so many things on my plate. I've got so many different hats that I wear, and I just want to give my best to everything I do. I just want to give 100%, and I, I really can't. It is just frustrating, and it's easy to feel stuck in this, and I want you to just have hope that there is a way out of this place and that we can help you find more balance and, and really recalibrate so that you're able to manage your time, manage your to-do list, and manage your stress instead of allowing it to manage you, which might be in that place that if you feel like you're you're just kind of barely keeping up or just feeling like you're trying to stay afloat, then I know that might be where you're at. And, you know, none of that is your fault. I think the world has really failed to prepare us for all the demands that are thrown at us. And so it is just a lot of pressures. It's a lot of expectations. There's there's a lot of physical demands as much as there is mental and emotional demands. And so this is something that I want you to kind of come back to each of these components on a regular basis because the reality is as different seasons of life change, as we go through transition seasons, as we endure different challenges in military life, whether it's new job changes or military moves, or we grow our family or start our family or have deployments, we have time station apart from our spouse. I mean, all of these things add extra layers of stress, right? And extra demands. And so we're going to have to come back to this to recalibrate and to find our balance again. And so it's not a one and done thing, but it's, but it's okay because this is a tool and this is a framework that you can use kind of a blueprint for you that you can come back to over and over again. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures, prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. 
I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. The first thing that you can do is you can figure out what can I take off my plate? What can I say no in? What can I delete? What can I eliminate? What can I say not yet to? And so I just really want to give you permission here to explore. You don't always have to say yes. And we want to be very intentional about the things we're saying yes to because it always means we're saying no to something else. And so just be very, very diligent about exploring in this season, what should I say no to? What can I say no to, to allow for the yes that God wants me to give? You should really have not just a to-do list, but I think all of us should have a to-don't list so that we know exactly what we actually are intentionally setting aside or setting a boundary against so that we protect our ability to be present so we protect our ability to focus on our priorities and so we protect our peace as well and so look at you know where are those areas that you might be over committing or overextending taking on too much um, you know where that might be bleeding into your priorities and just get really honest with yourself about where it might be causing you to compromise your priorities and i really also want you to just recognize that there's layers to this work and you will notice that some of this may be due to either pressure to prove yourself, pressure to measure your worth based on your performance, what you produce. Some of it could be falling into the people-pleasing traps, which I think many of us are kind of conditioned to do, especially as women, and a lot of it even perfectionism. And so you get to choose what you say no and what you say yes to. And I think if the enemy can't cause us to get off track in our calling. He can really distract us instead from the great that God wants us to focus on by really causing us to fall into a lot of good that causes us to compromise the great. Just think about, you know, what could you say no to and how can you make sure that you are saying yes to what God really wants you to focus on? And if you are feeling called to say yes to more things or take on anything else, you got to really think through, what am I willing to give up to make it work? What am I willing to lay down to make it work? And is that worth it? What is the cost to this? And is that worth it? And that way you're doing that ahead of time and really discerning as you go versus bearing the cost of it on the back end and being like, ah, oh, now, you know, I, I really, in order to stick with this commitment that I've said yes to, now I have to I'm really seeing like the cost to my family. I'm really seeing the cost to my mental health. I'm really feeling, you know, even more stretched thin. And, you know, it's it's bearing the cost of my marriage. It's bearing the cost of my home and my health and all of those things. And so that's going to contribute to feeling like we can't keep up and it's just not going to be sustainable. It's going to contribute to that burnout. So just make sure every single commitment that we have, and we should be evaluating this and looking at all of those, um, oftentimes just iteratively, making sure that it really does reflect our priorities. And we, in some ways, it's hard, but we have to slow down slightly and pause to evaluate this. So give yourself that space, that permission to take that step back for a moment and really take a hard look and be honest with yourself there and ask God to help you to say no if you need to say no, to have the courage to do that. And once you take that step back and also set those boundaries and say no, and you simplify those areas of your life, you're going to see it's going to be a lot easier to manage those things on your plate. There's going to be less things to think about. You're going to be simplifying your to-dos. You're going to be simplifying your choices, and it's going to free up your time and your space, and not just your time and your calendar, but also your mental and emotional bandwidth. 
that is one big thing. Eliminating the distractions and minimizing distractions is another way that you can say no. An important reminder here is just that your worth is not in your busyness. Busy is not a virtue. And I think oftentimes it's like we take pride in our busyness because it ah, it's hard to say this out loud, but I will say it. I think our busyness in some ways makes us feel important. It's this sense of pride of, you know, oh, I'm, I'm really needed by so many people. It's hard, but we have to evaluate that. We have to evaluate where it's, where overcommitting is coming from a place of pride and, you know, what it says about the, the state of our heart and the state of our soul. Ask ourselves those hard questions of, you know, where is it drawing me further away from my ability to be present where I'm needed most, where I'm most irreplaceable with my family and my marriage and my home, and where am I allowing people pleasing to drive the train, pressure to prove myself, to not let anybody else down, be worried about everyone else's opinions of me over where I am really called to focus on my priorities. You know, is it causing me to give my family the leftovers? Is it causing me to become so burnt out because I'm always placing everyone else's needs or all of those expectations ahead of my well-being and my family's well-being? At the end of the day, we can't give what we don't have. We can only take care of everyone else for so long before we have to also take care of our own needs and make sure those are met too, like the fundamental, just basic needs that we oftentimes just let fall to the wayside when we're saying yes to too many things, right? So you get to choose what you say yes and no to, and your no's can allow room for a greater yes, and you are also worthy of saying no to protect your priorities and to protect your peace. So you don't owe that yes to anyone. You owe a yes to God, and, and he's the one that you should really be listening to his voice in and allowing that to shape uh, where you're where you're putting your time. Okay, number two is prioritize. So related to the first one, I want you to really focus on your priorities here. So ask yourself some of these questions. What's my highest priority? Where is God calling me to focus more on or first? How can I make more time for what's most important? And then you can also take a hard look at what is urgent versus important and where am I allowing the urgent to overtake what's actually most important? Where can I shift here to protect those things so that I am putting first things first? So a very simple example is, oh man, oftentimes we find ourselves probably like, okay, I got to get these tasks done. I got to get the to-do list done. I got to get all these things done so I can make time for prayer. So I can, so I can find time to play with my kids or, or be present with my family or whatever it is, right? Versus, okay, I need to pray so that God can show me how to best use my time. You see the difference there? Let me say that again. We oftentimes feel this pressure to get everything done so that we can find time to pray, right? To be with God. Instead, we should flip that on his head. We should start with time to be with God, time to pray and reflect so that God can show us how to best use our time. And it's hard because the world is going to pull us all the directions, tell us everything is so urgent, tell us we got all these demands, our to-do list is just so pressing, right? It's like a burning thing on our minds all the time. But God is inviting us to just come rest with him, rest in his love, rest in his presence, to be in his word for him to guide every step that we take to include and especially to include how we manage our time and how we balance all these demands on our plate. So set daily priorities. And I think the hard thing here is, but the, the important thing here is asking ourselves, you know, getting really clear, what is our schedule and where we're spending our time say about what we treasure? What are the worries that are keeping us up at night? Oftentimes it's probably worried about whether we're giving enough to our kids, you know, whether or not we're able to be the mom that we want to be, that we feel like we should be for them. Am I raising them in the ways that God is calling me to? Am I giving them my best? Am I giving them enough? Or are they bearing the cost in some way for, you know, my service or for my work? It's, we want to be present. We want to be available to them. 
So we got to ask ourselves the hard questions of where is God calling us to focus our time and our energy? If it's our family in this season, if that's our top priority, if we looked at our schedule, what does our schedule say is our top priority? If we wanted to, you know, put faith as our top priority, if we looked at how we're actually spending our time and what we're choosing in those moments when we get to choose between or we feel conflicted between, right, torn between, what do our choices actually say is our top priority? What do our choices and our decisions and how we're spending our time, what does that say about what we treasure? So we have everything from how much we're drawn into social media and into our phones and our to-do list and our work and all the things, right? Admit that to yourself, whatever that is. What is the truth there? And what do you want it to be? And where do those discrepancies lie? And that's the gap that you've got to work on moving to fill by realigning with your priorities. And I'm right here with you in the thick of this. And this is what we, this is the hard work we have to do. This is the hard work that God wants us to do. Where our time spent is where our heart lies. And so I'm sure, you know, for those of you who are in the military, you're like, Megan, yes, my schedule reflects, like I spend a lot of time at work, but I can't control that, right? Like we've got to be there at work during those work hours. And I get it that I'm not talking about the things that you can't control. I'm talking about those times that you can control and also where your heart is in those moments when you are with your family. Because yes, you know, I, I want more time with my kids and you probably do too. You know, our work hours in the military are oftentimes like 12 hour days. And that's a lot, a lot. And that's just our normal day to day. That's not when we're, you know, out for extended missions of field training time of rotations or deployments, the time that we have on TDY, where we got to do a training course and then maybe come back home to our family. It's even more right in those instances. But I'm talking about where our heart is even in those times when we are with our family. Are we able to be truly present? And if not, then I think God is calling you into a deeper trust in him that he is giving you the time that you need for what he asks of you. And then the other aspects are the things that we're going to get into. Streamlining our systems in time management, uh, forming new habits that allow us to better manage our time so that we can be focused on our family when it's time to be focused on our family and we can be focused on our work when it's time to focus on our work and we can know that we're able to take care of our house in the ways that we need to manage it and to keep it clean enough you know at least and to, to keep it as a place of peace and of connection and of love all right my little guy's waking up so i'm gonna pause and come right back to you after i nurse him back to sleep okay the third tip that i have for you is to delegate or receive help and really ask yourself, you know, some of these questions of who can you lean on for support? What doesn't need to be done by me that others could do or do even better? What could I outsource in this season? And there's no, no, no judgment or shame in asking for help or receiving help in any way or outsourcing anything. And I know, you know, not everyone's going to be in a place where we have the financial means or, or privilege to be able to outsource a lot of things, but if you can outsource something in this season, it's probably really, really good for you and your family, and it just will free up some of your time. And so you can ask yourself, you know, what can I ask for help with? How can I accept more help where or when it is offered? Where might I have some resistance to receiving help? And why? Is that serving me and my family? Do I really want to hold on to that? And how might it actually be a gift to others to accept more help, you know? Because sometimes it's like we, let's just say it's a friend who offers to, you know, bring us a meal, 
postpartum or something like that. Oftentimes we can kind of be like, oh, it's okay, you know, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, or whatever. Or a neighbor, or just truly anything. <laughs> I think so many times people can offer help and we're just like, we don't really take them up on it, but how can we just be willing to receive it when somebody offers help? Because it can take a load off of us and that's a beautiful thing. And that is a way that like God has given them the chance to perform an act of charity. And so it's a gift to them just as much as it's a gift to you to receive it. And then the other thing about delegation is really communicating, I would say, with your with your husband in particular. I know this is an area that can bring a lot of tension because we as women tend to carry the bulk of the responsibilities for managing the home. And there's a lot of invisible labor that goes into that, just as much as, you know, you may be like, wow, I really wish my husband would help out more around the house. I wish he would step up more. I wish he would take more initiative. And, you know, I'm the one who's either doing all these things or being the one that is like planning, you know, how we're going to get all this done and why am I the one that this is all falling on. I know there can be a lot of built up stress and also resentment that can come from all of those things. And so I just really encourage you to have very open communication about that and talk about how you guys can share the load and how he can help you, how he can take some of the load of motherhood off of your shoulders because it is a lot. You are doing a lot and you're probably doing a disproportionate, you're carrying a disproportionate load most likely. And we sometimes have to just communicate how they can step up because it might not be intuitive to them like it is for us on all the ways that we take care of our family that are a lot of it behind the scenes and the, the labor that kind of goes unseen or unnoticed or underappreciated, you know, in our eyes sometimes. And then the other aspect of communication that I think is so important is learning how to communicate our needs to Sometimes it's as simple as turning to your husband and being like, hey, I really need some, you know, a few minutes to myself. I really need a little bit of alone time. Can you just take the kids over to the park for like an hour or so, so I can just have a little bit of breathing room and some time for prayer and reflection and a little bit of time to myself. That's what I really need just to have a little bit of a reset in my mental health. Like just communicating something like that, or maybe you really want to go to the gym or you really want to go for a run and you need you just are sometimes afraid to ask for those things. I just really encourage you to, in little ways, to ask for what you need and you'll see it becomes easier and easier and ask for specifically what you need. I think sometimes you make it way more complicated or, or feel a lot more terrified than we need to feel about it, but don't be afraid to ask, hey, can you please do this for me? You know, it would really, it would really take a load off of my shoulders and I completely get that it's hard. I was in that place for so long, but the, the more I did it, the easier it became. And it is so much better when you come into that place of like having such low barriers to being able to just express how you're feeling, express what you need. And you're worthy of communicating your needs. You're worthy of being seen and heard in those things. And those needs are valid. They're absolutely valid. So I just encourage you to stop dismissing them if you're dismissing them. Stop pushing through them. And to know that your needs are worthy of being met to not just everyone else in your family, but you as well. And that's going to enable you to keep pouring out for your family. There's no shame in receiving help. And just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should or that our time is best spent there. So I think for many of us, you know, one thing that we can consider outsourcing might be having somebody come do a deep clean of our house once a month. That's one of those things that it's like, ah, oh, but I can do all of that. Yeah, but do we want to spend hours on our weekend doing deep cleaning? Do we want to just do the, the basic, like keeping up with the home and the, the basic cleaning and then have somebody deep clean, which then frees up our time to go do more stuff as a family and really spend that quality time together versus, yeah, something you totally could do yourself. But it's just really asking ourselves the questions of like, what is most aligned with our priorities and what's most worth it to us? 
if we are able to invest, then we're actually making an investment in our time. It's one of the most valuable things we can do with our money, right? Is to free up our time and space to actually pour into our priorities more. So just to final reminder here in this kind of point of delegating and asking for help and receiving help is we are not meant to do it all. We're not meant to carry it all on our own and we're not meant to just rely on our own strength. And it is absolutely a sign of strength and of humility and courage when we reach out and ask for help. And I know there's a lot of barriers in the way to that, a lot of narratives we might be holding in our mind, but I just invite you to get curious with yourself about them and ask yourself, you know, does this serve me? Is this serving me in this season? And would it serve me more to start to kind of let go of some of these narratives that are actually imposing extra shame on myself for either needing help or receiving help that is available to me? Oftentimes it just is like so life-giving to receive help and the more we can allow ourselves that, the better. All right, sweet friend, I hope you enjoyed this so far. We are going to pick back up with tip number four through six in the next episode. So I'll meet you back over there in a minute.